Hello there, and welcome to episode 63 of Unknown Regions Podcast. I am your host, Michelle, and with me as always is your other host, my son, Colin. Yo. All right. Yo. Um, kind of lied last time because I thought I said that we were going to bunch these. Oh, yeah. True. <laughs> but then the Bad Batch season two, episode three, the solitary clone happened, and yeah. Damn. Gotta talk about it. Um, Big deal. We're just gonna start. We're just gonna talk about it right now. Yeah. Unless you want to talk about the Mandalorian season three trailer, which I don't think you want to, because you just said I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it. It's not it, Chief. Colin was unimpressed, guys. Yeah. Maybe it's the trailer. It could be the trailer, though. I think it's the trailer. I liked the other ones better. Well, I mean, there was. My lady wife, as I like to refer to her, Bo-Katan, conspicuously missing from this trailer when she was kind of the main character in the last one. She's not the main character in the last one. She kind of was. <laughs> nah. She's always the main character. She was in two character. episodes, I think. She's always the main know. character. Okay, okay. Anyway, she's missing from this one, even though we got to see Mandalore. Oh, I do want to ask you one thing, though, about the trailer. Just one thing, this one quick thing. What was your takeaway? Because I'm confused. Um, the green monster, the, the like green place where it's like they're underground kind of, and it looks like it's kind of green and there's that like four eyed, glowy eyed monster thing. Oh, uh, like hops out of nowhere. That totally, by the way, reminds me of the 1960s version of the time machine, the Morlocks, uh -huh. when he goes like way, 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 way into true. the future. That's Somebody true. over there likes, yeah, probably that, the Morlocks from that movie. That's probably true. This guy, this thing, looks like that, and he's got like a green, some kind of green stone in his hand. Hmm. Anyway, did you? I didn't even like. I saw it, but I didn't see it. <sighs> okay, well, you probably won't. Have About the character? No, you won't have a take on this. I'm confused as oh. to whether or not that's Mandalore or a totally different place. Oh. Because there's like a greenish light. That's true. When Good he point. is holding that helmet that clearly he's digging up on Mandalore. There's like a greenish light in the background. So now I'm confused. If that's Mandalore also. I mean, there could be people there. Or like things. You think? I mean, yeah. It was, I mean, it wasn't it like a long time? I mean, it hasn't been that long. I guess not, but. Since the beginning of the Clone Wars, basically. Or the beginning of the... Um, you know, Empire. Yeah, fair. So you have no take on that? I mean, it probably is. The, the whole season's probably going to be... And what are they digging up? Is he looking for Is he looking for a kyber crystal? Because if he's looking for a kyber crystal... <laughs> Why would he be doing that? Cause oh, because it's of the... Grogu, and he might need a kyber crystal. On Mandalore? Well, if it's not Mandalore... Okay. Yeah. Okay, I see. <laughs> I don't know. I, I need to ask some other people. I haven't asked anybody that yet. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, we won't talk in, at length about the trailer then because Colin. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. We is got unimpressed. Um, yeah, let's For go. the moment, at least. Although, I, you're, we're going to watch it. We're going to cover it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we are, but Bo-Katan, obviously. Yeah. Is the main event for me. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. So, The Bad Batch, Season 2, Episode 3, The Solitary Clone, directed by Saul Ruiz. 
uh, and I've started looking up these people's history a little bit. He directed Camino Lost, which is the season one finale. Mm. And the writer of this episode, Amanda Rose, Amanda Rose Minos, my Spanish sucks, sorry, um, dir- or wrote Aftermath, which was the season one premiere. Oh, interesting. So this episode already has like a pedigree going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just general overview. Sorry, who is Amanda in this? She's the writer. The writer, okay. She wrote this episode. Okay, cool. General overview. I was dying for you to see this episode. Yeah. Literally dying. Like, please, Colin, stop putting it off. I need you to see this. Uh, it's pretty good. You're going to be so happy. It's pretty good. I like it quite a bit. Did you cry? <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, I it thought was... you might cry. No, I... I, I, thought, I thought the writing was really cool. How it's like ABA kind of thing. Oh, yeah. It starts sure. where he is and ends uh-huh. where he is. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's good. It's good stuff. I'm putting this towards the top. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like... Of favorite episodes of... I'm not kidding. Favorite episodes of Star Wars animation overall. Whoa. Oh, okay. That's that's bold. It's at least making the top... The top ten. Um... You were not going to say top five, dude. No, 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 no. I'm thinking top 15. For sure top 20. Oh, Possibly even okay. That's not that big. That's not that. That's not that huge. There's it's huge, a, but no. We're talking all animation. We're talking all the shows. Clone Fair. Wars, in which there are seven hundred episodes. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's uh, pretty cool. Uh, Rebels, Resistance, and Bad Batch. That's a lot of episodes. True. And I'm um, for sure top twenty. Okay. For sure. I mean, yeah, it's pretty like <clears throat> it's very unique. It's a very unique episode. It's very different from, honestly, it's pretty different from what we've been seeing in, like, a lot of other things, I thought. It's very, it was very much, like, it was very interesting because it was a Clone Wars episode. For real. But like it a, was, like, like they're honest, bad. For real Clone it's Wars It's good episode. stuff. It's actually cool. Like, it's interesting. Because it, like, kind of, like, Clone Wars would always kind of start, like, at the beginning, everyone's together, and then they go on, like, this mission on a planet and normally like what they would be doing is they'd be like saving them from like the droids and stuff you know yeah but this time they're flipped but they're also fighting droids it's good stuff it's very cool the duality is very highlighted like in the episode okay we're done stop recording that's it (laughs) literally i just stole all your thunder well you kind of did but i knew i i did want to bring it up right away just that this is a Clone Wars episode. Um, but it's like it's like it's like Bizarro Clone Wars. It's Bizarro Clone Wars. <laughs> it's like a repurposed for the Empire Clone Wars episode. It's pretty awesome. Where you're kind of rooting for the robots. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Cause it is weird when you think about it like that. Mm-hmm. It is. It's true. Like it's true. It also reminds me. But you're me- not because it's Cody. Because you're it's like, very confusing. Freaking Cody! Oh yeah, my heart was all over the place. I didn't know where to put it. I um, it reminded me of that one episode of Clone Wars when there's actually like a bunch of droids that are reprogrammed. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Oh there's yeah, like a moon mm-hmm. that these people like. I do remember sick. that one. For yeah. once, I remember a Clone Wars episode you're bringing. <laughs> there's like then they they try to like they're trying to like get off the planet. Like they can't get off the planet. Oh wait, is that there's... a Rebels episode? Uh. 
think it might be a Rebels episode. I don't think so. Because I remember like Anakin, I think, isn't it? Put a pin in that. Are there droids in Rebels? Ever? Well, I think I think there's an episode like this where there are reprogrammed battle droids. I don't... Oh, my memory is so poor. Mm. Well, there is an episode. It's either a Clone Wars episode, okay. like a later season... But that wouldn't make sense if it was a Clone Wars episode, because why would they be reprogrammed? That's true. Hmm. But they could have been, I guess. I guess it could have been like a... You gonna look it up? I don't know how you would look that up. (laughs) Uh, I'm just gonna say... Reprogrammed battle droids. (laughs) Yeah. All right, while you do that, uh, let's... Oh, I wrote at the top of my page. This is neither here nor there, but where the... Frickity frack is gonky. <laughs> Facts. Where's our boys? Um, we're going to have, um, you know, gonky watch, I guess. Three episodes in, no gonky. Yep. Zero gonkies. And I don't believe he got destroyed or left behind or I could, well, I could be wrong about that. My memory sucks. But, and I haven't rewatched the first season still. That's Clone Wars. It is Clone Wars. Hmm. Well, who's? What's the deal? Well, so I think the deal is that they that the the whole thing about the plot about these people on this planet is that they can't get off the planet because they've been like basically like barricaded in by like this like electromagnetic field. Oh, I was gonna say blockade, but no. No, no, no. It's like an electromagnetic field of some kind. Like it's made with like technology or something. Okay. And I think that they. From within, because they're, like, occupied, I think they, like, figure out how to, like, reprogram the droids huh. to protect them. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. Is, do you have the title? Um, or the season, even? Season number? Because I kind of want to rewatch it now. Mystery of a Thousand Moons. Oh, jeez. That doesn't even sound familiar. What season? Um, I don't think it's that. I think it's a newer one, for sure. Oh, what the heck? Okay. Let me see. You keep talking though. Okay. <laughs> it is a podcast. Yeah. I guess, just, <laughs> I guess I shouldn't just stare at you flipping through your phone. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Se- the- oh, season one, my dog. Jeez. <sighs> what? Dang. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait. <laughs> what the heck is this? This isn't it. Hold on. Oh my gosh. Okay, well. Whatever. We begin the episode on a new planet called Desix. True. I'm really blown away. Well, obviously Andor, the world building in Andor is probably unsurpassed. That's true. In Star Wars. I know what you're going, I know what you're saying though. But this planet... It's pretty impressive how they do so much with so little time. Like, little time. There's so much there. Yeah. I mean... Okay, so there's the world building aspect, which... I mean, they got right to it with the cold open. This is like some sort of citadel situation on this this planet. Um, It's like a plateaued little uh, town. And they're like step farming <laughs> i don't even know like what 
they don't even talk about it. They don't even discuss it. They don't even mention it. They don't talk. They don't tell you anything. They're just like, you're just seeing these people and they do kind of seem like Phyrexie in a way. Like they seem like they're just doing their thing. They do not want Imperial Imperials messing with their way of life. But there's like a bunch of farmers and it looks like they're, like I said, they're like, I forget what that's called, but it's like plateau farming, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't and, know what it's called. But. And then there's this big like citadel in the middle of the little mm-hmm. area. And that's where the governor is. And we get a new we get a new character that um pissed off, by the way. Uh the lady? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. She's cool though. I wanted to know more about her that and sucks. her dealings, you know. Yeah. But the architecture of this building is gorgeous. Yeah, it's really cool. The design is beautiful. And I'm just I I know I'm just a broken uh, a broken record, but Joel Aaron and the friggin' cinematography. Yeah, dude. Sometimes I can't Some heat. I cannot get through an episode without pausing it about six times. Oh <laughs> really? I never pause it, but there is an establishing cool. shot of this planet. I, know, I think yeah. it's the first shot That's of the, the entire shot. episode, and I had to pause it. I understand. Because it was stunning. It was like a Renaissance freaking painting. It does look that way. True. If, if these people don't get some Emmy nominations. Well, didn't they last time? I don't remember. And it was beautiful last time, too. But now it just seems like every single episode, I'm just sitting there going, damn, that mm-hmm. is gorgeous. Yeah. So this planet is kind of reddish orange in hue. So I don't know what's going on, but there's like piles of red dust everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's like the soil must not be farmable because there's really nothing other than on this little plateau where they're step farming. And I don't even know, but who cares? Yeah, like right. they don't even talk about it, but it's there. Yeah. For whatever reason, they're just going so hard well, on, yeah. on this kind of stuff. Um, so just, I mean, thumbs up for everyone involved. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the whole deal is we meet this new Imperial who it's like every Imperial we meet is a just bigger and bigger a-hole at the, like, yeah. the next, <laughs> one after the next. Just like we hate them all now. They're awful. Yeah. Governor Grotten, which is so funny. <laughs> like an let's, unfortunate name. Let's just name him Rotten, but put a G on the front of it. <laughs> well, I thought you were, I thought you were going to say something about how like it's kind of similar to the word grottle. Which I think has to do with the, like clearing your throat, which I thought I saw a note of yours. No, I didn't write that actually. Oh, yeah, he does keep clearing his throat. Yeah, I did write that, but I don't. I don't know the word grottle. Is that a word? I'm pretty sure <laughs> he keeps grabbing his phone. <laughs> I might have made it up. I mean, if it is, then that make that's interesting because he does keep clearing his throat, uh, which is I don't know. A little bit of business that I found interesting. I, I wrote it down. Anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Uh, nah, Grottle's a Pokemon. My bad. <laughs> 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 nah, my bad. I got what, it mixed up. What got... kind of Pokemon, though? Uh, that's true. This could be, this could be some <laughs> this, deep knowledge. This could be somebody being like, it's my favorite Pokemon. I'm putting them in. This is Grottle. <laughs> I don't think it relates. <laughs> is he like a bad? Oh, I don't know. Bad uh, boy. I don't know. 
I don't um, know anything about Pokemon. I know. Um, my God, there's so much information. I don't know anything about Pokemon. Whoa. Somebody out there does, and they're like screaming at their phone right now, going, Dummies! Grotto is a quadru. Grotto is a quadrupedal. Quadrupedal? Mm-hmm. Pokemon with light green skin and a large shell covering its back. Does he do bad stuff? I don't know, dude. Well, read it! <laughs> I doubt it. I'm I'm certain they were just like, ha ha ha, his name's Rotten, but put a G on the front. <laughs> yeah, that's probably right. I totally, To be honest with you, I normally am on top of those things. I did not even catch that. I'm so stupid. Well, because when they said his name at first, I was like, did they just say Rotten? <laughs> yeah. And then I, re- you know, put the closed captioning on. I'm like, oh, Grotten. Okay. Yeah. Also a potato. What? All Grotten potatoes. All, grat- all gratin potatoes? Mm. You're looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. I don't about. know what you mean. They're delicious. Okay. Cheesy potatoes. Oh, okay. Okay. I assume of French origin because it's au gratin. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, the, he's in a shuttle and there's a bunch of stormtroopers with him, which are definitely not clones because they're not, it's not D. Bradley Baker voice no way true and he's getting replaced their macquarie design stormtroopers yeah pretty dope unnecessary but dope snaps snaps but you know what it's cool because it's evolution it's like part it's of an, an evolution like, stage like they're trying out the, this design yeah <laughs> and then cool. i guess eventually they're like nah not scary yeah. enough or <laughs> just what i think George, George maybe, said something maybe, like that, or not the oh the uniform the uniforms aren't uncomfortable enough for these guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's, yeah. we're not going to use this one. Yeah, but I, you know, anytime they pull out Macquarie designs is a good day. It's cool to see. Okay, live. so this Groton guy keeps clearing his throat. He's there to assume com- assume control of Dessex, and we meet this lady. Named Tawny Ames, and she is the real governor of Dessex. Yeah. This is a separatist planet, uh, which is very interesting. Yeah, it's cool. Second separatist planet we've been to in a very short amount of time. Yeah. The other being um, Dooku's homeworld. Right. Uh, She's got, like, a suit on and... A helmet and a voice changer. Yep. Like a like really a voice changer. It's not just like oh her voice filtered. Oh yeah, no, it's not her voice. No, it's like really got a voice changer on it. It's pretty cool. What do you think the purpose of that was, character wise? Like, I mean, I don't know. I just found it very interesting that they would do that. For what reason? Like, for why? I mean, they're into droids, aren't they? Well, they're separatists, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, they don't necessarily need to be, but, like... But I'm talking, like, from a metaphorical standpoint. Oh. Like, what... Hmm. I just thought that was a a very distinct, interesting choice for a character that we're not even going to get to spend much time with. That's true. I mean, that kind of sets you up for the last scene. Or the scenes where she, like, takes it off. It's, like, a big deal. True. There's a lot of putting on and taking off of helmets in this particular yeah. episode, actually. That is true. 
Indeed. Okay. I think that was the reason. You're right. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Like, something like to put her on the same level as the, like... Like, put her on the same moral plane as clones, mm-hmm. maybe? Just yeah, to make maybe. the interaction between them more effective. Or, or I don't know. I, honestly, I'm not totally sure. No, I think that's... Or, again, just like that duality right. of, like, someone wearing a helmet, but it's, like, droidy. You know? Well, someone wearing a helmet who's doing unethical things. I mean, she is taking a dude hostage. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. She is yeah. ready to kill him. There's no doubt. Yeah. She has no love for this guy. She'll gladly take him out if she has to. So, but when they get down to the nitty gritty of talking about what what they're going to do, her and, her and Cody, they both have their helmets off. Yeah. And... Crosser has his on still when he does what he does at the end. That's true. So, yep. It is. It's all about the helmets. You're correct. Helmet theory. No, it's definitely about the helmets. Like, like, metaphorically about the helmets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um. And there's even, like. Choices, personal choices. Isn't there, like, a a shot at the beginning where he, where Crosser, like, there's a literal shot of just his helmet? Or is that the end? No. That's at the beginning, and that's, like, the next scene. Right. He's literally, they pause with him in his bunk just sitting and staring at his home. Right, right. It's good stuff. It's really good stuff. This episode goes... It kind of reminds me of Kylo Ren a little bit. Well, I mean, Helmets in Star Wars is like... No, not just that. Like his his internal dialogue a little bit. Right, right, right. No, that's why I'm... It's interesting. That's why I'm saying I think you're right. I think there's definitely... The the metaphor of the helmet in Star Wars is all over the place. I mean, also Vader. We, yeah, yeah, obviously. Didn't we find out in the first season that his chip isn't functioning? We find out in the first season that he had it removed. Who he had it removed by? Wait, we're talking about Crosshair, right? Yeah. <clears throat> he he, I mean the Empire. But why did they remove it? I don't really think they... Well, he has that head injury, yeah. right? So I'm assuming they removed it in the process of fixing his head injury, maybe? Oh. No, I think it got deactivated from what caused the head injury. I think that's what happened. Well, he definitely says he had it removed. It's gone. The chip is gone. Okay, that's why I was... I, I keep forgetting that. I keep thinking he's, like, not... So that's what that's what makes it interesting then. This is he's all prone of his, to change of his free will right. that he's doing all this bad stuff. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's the, and the and the voice changer on top of it, not just a helmet, but a voice changer. Right. To make her have a totally different identity while she's in there, maybe. Um. Yeah. So. Groton gets taken hostage by Tawny Ames because she's not having it. Um, she's not having the Empire coming in and taking over. You know, she's like, we are not a part of the Republic. You have no place here. I'm the real governor. Yeah. Classic. You're, you are now my prisoner. Then it cuts to Crosshair, like you were saying, um, in a very callous-like scene. Very callous-like from Rebels. He's, he's alone in his bunk. His alarm goes off. He's just sitting there. 
staring at his helmet, sitting on his trunk or whatever. He goes into the mess hall. He sits down with his food. The two other the two other clones that are sitting at the table literally are like pull a mean girls. We're not you can't you can't sit with us. They get up and they go to another table. So he's all by himself eating now. So obviously the title of the yeah the as usual this title is you know double entendre yeah but at this point in the story it's about crosshair because he nobody wants to be his friend (laughs) because he's i guess clone force 99 they don't like those guys anyway so I, i think i do think it's an interesting title though it is an interesting title it's a very interesting title also because, yeah, I don't know if you were going to say this, but the the word solitary. Yeah. Like solitary confinement. Yeah. In a prison. There's a lot of... Um, yeah, it could be in that too, kind of like internally. Right. There's a lot of imprisonment, prison, um, hostage kind of stuff going on here. No, but I'm saying like Both he, on the surface and metaphorically, yeah. No, I'm saying he's like trapped himself if you know what i mean exactly that's what i'm saying that is what i'm saying okay also and also but i also like it just because i like the aesthetic of like calling something by like referring to a specific person or a specific thing using words that are not using the word that describes that specific thing the best so like they could have just called it crosshair you know what i mean but it's not like they called it words around crosshair which is kind of cool and they could have just called it solitary or they could have just called it alone yeah true that'd be dumb but they didn't (laughs) they called it the solitary clone of which there are two in this episode i'm gonna argue it's cody i feel like later on it becomes kind of cody too yeah okay fair he's the only one doing what he's doing Mm mm-hmm or feeling how he's feeling, it seems. Um, so, there are relatively few clones in this mess hall, by the way. Yeah, true. Hmm. And there's a lot of talk in this episode about clones are going AWOL, clones are quote-unquote disappearing. Hmm. It's weird. So, it's very weird. And we talked about it last time, last episode. Yeah, I know. Where you were like, I think, I think it was you. That said, I think the whole purpose of this season is we're going to see the the complete, if not the season, then the show, a very sad, uh, like the clones are just either like going to get decommissioning, murdered, something like that. They're, I mean, they're, they don't care about them, clearly. They're disposable. Yeah. Soldiers. So, yeah. Mm. This just plays into that even more, I think, that they're just, according to Rampart, Rampart himself disappearing. Uh-huh. Weird. It's very eerie. Like, it is. How, how empty the mess hall is. And anyway. And I keep thinking about that clone and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Remember the clone that's, like, begging on the street and he's still yeah. wearing his armor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, it's messed up. I'm upset. Very bad. Tragedy. Because a lot of them are going to end up like that. Yeah. With literally nowhere to go or nothing to do. Okay. 
let's get into this deep talk right now while I'm thinking about it and while you're awake. <laughs> while you're not rushing me later. So the vast majority of these clones do not even know that they have a chip in their head. They have no idea that that is what happened. Because who's going to tell them? Nobody. So Cody doesn't know that. Crosshair does, obviously. But Cody doesn't know that his decision to kill Obi-Wan was not his decision. Right, right. And his decisions that it seems like up until now have not been his decisions. It's all been, like, mind control. Yeah, yeah. So, again, like, they're prisoners in their own... Like, they're not making their own decisions. They're prisoners. Yeah. Their mind... They're being mind controlled. Yeah. Up until around now, because we saw that other guy... Um, oh, what was his name? Wilco. Same friggin' thing kind of happens to him. Right. In episode two. Where he's like, good soldiers follow orders, but then he's asked to lie. And he's like, no, I don't do that. That's not my job. And, you know, Rampart takes care of him. But I'm just saying, like, they're all sort of just, like, waking up from this. Yeah, it's cool. Chip, kind of weird. Chip control thing. So maybe, like, I wonder if she, if that scientist knew that there was a possibility that they would overcome the chip or something. Probably, like, like not even a possibility, but maybe just... Maybe she planned for it. It is going to happen. Mm. Because these other, two, these other two clones that are in the mess hall are chatting when Crosshair sits down about the defense recruitment bill being right. up for review. And one of them says, well, let's hope it doesn't pass for our sake. Because they know, they see the writing on the wall. Like, it's, they're being phased out. Right. By, um, you know, a recruitment program, which I, yeah. we were just talking about before we started recording Project War Mantle. That's what that was. It was the recruitment program. So, it probably what this is, like, Defense Recruitment Bill is, pro is War Mantle. Right. So... It kind of really breaks my heart into a million pieces. Like, especially seeing Cody in this episode. We haven't gotten to the part where he comes in yet, but he thinks he tried to kill Obi-Wan. Yeah. And now he's just like, uh, <laughs> wait, uh. I don't think that was, I probably, that was bad. Like, he's coming to the realization, yeah. like, what he's doing is not for the good of the people, which is... It's so, ah, uh, it's really sad. Kind of, kind of reminds me of like, uh, I don't know why this came to mind. I, I wasn't trying to think about it, but like genuinely what came to mind is kind of like the story of Paul, you know? Oh, Paul and Saul. Yeah. Paul, Saul, Saul, Paul. Or I think it's Saul first. Yeah, Saul first. Because like Saul. From the Bible, everybody. Yes, because he's like, he persecutes Jews and then he... Receives like a message from God or something, I think, or Jesus, or an, an apostle, another apostle, or something, and then he or goes to church or something, and then he changes his name to Paul. Well, he has an. Oh, he's told to do that. He has an experience. Yeah, he's told to do that. Where yeah, God God and, blinds him. Yes, like physically right. blinds that's him. That's right. And says what you're doing is wrong. That's right. I forgot. Stop it and follow my son instead. Yep. Jesus. Yeah. And he does. Yeah. 
You're right. So something like that. You're right, though. A cool. All those years of Catholic school. It helps. Sometimes. No, reading the Bible. <laughs> reading the Bible, if you read it as much as I read it, had to read it. I would always read like the same parts because it's like they were like really interesting to me, and that was one of the stories I would always read. So that one, that one's cool. But yeah, he just kind of reminds me of that because he's like. Uh, it's kind of different because he because he's done bad things, but he didn't really know he was doing bad things. But it's like similar, you know. It is similar. Yeah, because I'm assuming he kind of changes sides at some point. Assuming. Yeah. Well, and yeah. that's very like that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's very interesting hmm. uh, parallel there. Hmm. I like it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I had a moment of. God, this is a friggin' sad story. Yeah, it's pretty morbid. <laughs> it's really, really sad. It's pretty dark. But okay, it's let's, good let's get to Cody uh, in the story in yeah. the in the plot though. So um, much has been said online about the fact that Rampart is apparently watching Crosshair, and every time he sits down to eat, makes him come to his office, and he has to leave his food. Funny, but also like not funny. Sucks, dude. I it, like that is the part when that happened twice. I'm like. Dude, the Empire sucks. And even the second time, <laughs> even the second time he like kind of Yeah, he's like, dude, I swear to God. Makes a face and throws his utensil down a little harder, like this guy. I swear. Please, please, powers that be. If anybody gets to take this guy out, let it be oh, crosshair. Yeah, baby. Oh, let you it know be what's crosshair. happening. You know uh, what's happening. It's it'll happening. Be, it'll be so satisfying. It's gonna happen. Woo. Like one hundred percent. I hope so. If anyone's killing him. Okay, back to the sad, though. Well, first of all, Rampart's desk looks like half of an Imperial cog. I just had to mention that because, you know. Not a throne room. It's an office. And you know what's missing? A bonsai tree. He does not have a bonsai tree. This is true. <laughs> like Dead Ramiro does. Yeah. So, in my opinion, no redemption for Rampart. Sorry. <laughs> in my opinion. You're trash. In okay. In my opinion. So, um, we find out. That Crosshair was left on the Camino platform for 32 days. Yeah, tough. He's already very skinny. <laughs> yeah. And the whole reason that he's calling him to the office in the first place is to say, you're, you're finally healthy again. Like, it took him a while to recover from that. And it's very, very kind of interesting because isn't... One of the reasons why he's really mad at the Bad Batch because they abandoned him and they never came back to save him. Right. Like they got, you know, they knew the chip was a thing and they just kind of left him with the Empire. Mm -hmm. So the fact that the Empire also left him for 32 days with no food, no water, like how did he survive? I don't know. Can we get like a, a lost season two? Um, where we see, like, remember how, like, last season two, we find out what happened to the people on the back of the plane? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can we get Crosshair's 32-day um, struggle to survive in, like, a comic book or something? Because I'm going to yeah, need to know. it's very interesting how he would do that. I'm going to need to know. But I think it's just, like, extra sad. The whole reason he's mad at the Bad Batch is because they abandoned him, and then the Empire bans him. And even, even Rampart's like, dude, why did you come back? We left. He's like kind of laughing at him. We left you there for 32 days. Yeah, what are you, dumb? Yeah. And he's like, I'm a soldier. It's my job. I'm an Imperial soldier. This is what I do. Nuts, bro. Yeah. But it's all about like, you know, choices in this episode. Yeah. 
and he's choosing very willfully to be a part of the Empire still. Um, so Rampart tells him he's fit for duty again, but he's not going to put him in command because he's not quite ready for that. Um, but he's sending Crosshair to um, Desix under the guise of negotiating for Groton's release. But really, it's just like an undercover way to do whatever's necessary to get rid of the other governor, say, you know, save Groton and take over the planet. Yeah. Cause it's the empire. That is what the empire be doing. And that's what they do. <laughs> uh, yeah. so he's like, okay. Um, and then he tells them like, you're gonna, you're gonna have a new commander and it's, what's his, what's his number? CT. Oh, I don't know, dude. You're putting me on the, the spot. CT. I wrote it down. Two, 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 four, I think. Is oh. Cody's number. Oh, okay. Um, so they are reunited. It's a feel good moment for like a half a second. <laughs> because True, yeah. You okay, don't want to forget. What's up? You love Cody. Unabashedly, you love Cody. Uh, oh yes, dude. Cody I mean Cody's like the OG clone that everyone loves, honestly. Cody's the only clone to have loved. Like it is the only one who ever had like an actual like spotlight on him. The first, I said. He's the first. Oh, the first. To actually have a spotlight on him. If you think about it. In the Because I don't think... Yeah. Because I don't think there was... And he was in the Lego... Like, the original Lego video game. Oh, really? Rex yeah. wasn't? No. I'm talking about the original. The first one ever. But oh. it's, like, on the prequels. Because it was, like... I guess, kind of a marketing thing. Like they, oh, okay. They, but, yeah, the first game, you can play as him when you're fighting General Grievous. It's iconic. Back, Very iconic. Back when I thought clones were boring. Oh yeah, totally. Um, I, mean, like, I admit I it. I thought clones were boring. Back in the day, I thought they were for kids. Your cap. I thought it was so ca- <laughs> mid. I, mid opinion. I thought, oh my gosh, kids are gonna love the clones because it's battle, 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 and that is what you loved about them when you were little. True. This smart, true. smart way to market the Clone War show. I mean, yes, totally. Um, cause battle, 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 <laughs> space battle, space battle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I knew as soon, well, we knew Cody was going to be in it because the trailer had him in it, but we didn't know when. So I was just, that's why I was itching for you to watch this. Also, like, I think he's the first clone who has a name. Is he? Hmm. Well, there can't be one in Phantom Menace. You're probably right. I don't Did know. Did they call any others by name in, in Attack of the Clones? I don't think so. Because I think all they say is like commander and stuff. <gasps> Dang. Yeah, he's important. Mm. True. Um, the legacy. So we see this battle monument. Facts. It's, it's, I did a little digging on the battle monument. And it was in the Clone, Clone Wars yeah. show. Yeah. You see it a bunch. It's the what I call the Hitchcock trilogy, which is what everybody else calls the Ahsoka leaves the Order trilogy. Mm. <laughs> but they all have Hitchcock names. The titles of the episodes are Hitchcock movies, so Oh really? I'm annoying, so I have to refer to it as the Really? Hitchcock trilogy. Yes. The Jedi Who Knew Too Much oh, is so the yeah. name of the episode. Oh, that's cool. And then the other two follow suit. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they are. Um, anyway, did a little digging. So this monument, made of polished stone from Geonosis. Nice. 
with names of clones that died in the Battle of Geonosis. Please note that the names of the clones should be random groupings of numbers. So this is from StarWars.com. This was the uh, um, official concept artist's notes. Oh. Got a bone to pick with, with the show for once. Obviously, any Star Wars fan worth their salt is going to want to know what that says. The Arabesh? It's Arabesh. Yeah, totally. Oh, but it's not real names. Gibberish. <gasps> Cursed. Whack. Absolute. Were people upset about that? Did you find people yeah. who were upset about yes. that? Yes. Oh, tough. Because this show is so detail-oriented, especially mm. with like the set design and stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. And this is on their own website. It's Please note that the names of the clones should be random groupings of numbers carved into this stone. Not only are they not numbers, they're not numbers at all. They're a bunch of letters and they don't mean anything. Oh, like like always? Whenever it's shown up? Well, you can't really see it in um, The Jedi Who Knew Too Much. It, they are, they're like running past it. Like you see the huge monument, but yeah, you can't okay. make out the, the carvings. Okay. But the artist wanted this to be you know, part of the monument when I sorry, I didn't write his name down. I think it was a man. Um, what's up with that? I don't know, dude. Let's not get caught up. I am caught up because it makes, this is like, what in the world are they thinking? Now, if they're thinking we don't have time to do that, like maybe there was, they just ran out of time for this episode. I don't know. That's very practical. Like, that could have happened. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, it would be very time consuming. Sure. To do that. I, I suppose. And I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning is, but um, I would like to know. And may, are they just saying, like, they mean so little? They meant so little to, you know, yeah. <laughs> that they're not even going to put anything on there that means anything? But then weren't the clones like, hey, <laughs> if you're going to bother to build this monument... It's a sweet, it's a sick looking monument. Like, it's really nice design wise. I, I don't know. Okay, I'll stop harping. I just was like, what the heck, man? I was so excited to know what it said. And then the person that like took it upon themselves are like, bad news, guys. It's nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. Dang it. Um, okay, so Cody is back. Pretty but he's cool. all in a white uniform, which I believe later on in a moment. Of, I I I elevated up out of my body for a second. Pays off later, but now his uniform is all white. What are you talking about? Because they're taking. It's very interesting. They're taking. They took all the colors out of the clones' um, uniforms. Yeah. And they're making them be all you know uniform again, but the bad batches' uniforms are actually getting more and more colorful yeah. and unique. Right. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, even though Crosshair and Crosshairs is still, he's still wearing his, That's weird. it's all black now, Yeah, but it's, he's still got his special helmet. Yeah. Interesting. True. Interesting little tidbit there. But I absolutely love this scene between Crosshair and Cody. This is why I love this show. Cause in a, like five minutes, we're going to get the Clone Warsies Clone Wars thing that ever happened on this show. Just this perfect little battle action yeah, dude. Oh, oh my yeah. god it's perfect in it every freaking way totally. but first we're gonna have a one-on-one -on -one heart to heart discussion in front of this beautifully lit 
gorgeously designed monument. Yeah. Between these two guys who know each other, but they're clones of each other. And the whole conversation is taking place in front of this monument, which is lit light, dark, light, dark, light, dark, light, dark, all the way down. True, true. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Obviously, the whole light, dark thing is a thing in Star Wars. But if you look at it as a whole, what does it kind of look like? Prison bars. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I think we... Didn't we... Did you say that? I don't think I said it yet. I said I think it's a that's an ongoing theme in, in this. Ah. Like, prison inside your own mind. Physically, actually a prisoner, you know, happening on Desix. And just the clones as a whole just being prisoners mm-hmm. their entire lives. They don't... They just... They're made for a reason. They're made to be soldiers. That's it. Right. They don't even have control of their own minds, as we know, for a while. And that's starting to change, but... Um, so, Cody says to... Um, the Crosshair. God, I'm losing it. Um, oh, and it, we find out that Cody specifically requested Crosshair for this mission. Which is kind of a interesting little... Hmm, really? He says to Crosshair, word is... The rest of Clone Force 99 went rogue after Order 66 came through. Crosshair says, surprised. Cody says, not really. Your squad was different by design. And then he gets defensive. Crosshair gets defensive and says, regs have gone AWOL too. And Cody said, so I've heard. And at that moment, he's saying these things. He turns to face the monument while Crosshair is facing away from the monument. Uh, Cody continues... Rumors are more and more clones have been questioning the order, meaning Order 66, I assume. And Crosshair immediately says, then they're traitors like the Jedi. And Cody pauses and looks a little shook when he says that. (laughs) Shook. Uh, And Cody responds, well, good soldiers follow orders. And Crosshair says, "Mm mm-hmm. And they walk away. To go get on their shuttle to go do their mission. This is such a good scene. Oh my god, it's such a good scene. Okay, so my question is, do you get the impression that Cody asked for Crosshair's involvement in this mission specifically for, like, recon? Because he's already thinking about going AWOL. Hmm... You would have to watch it again and really watch the way Cody reacts when... I remember. Because he's like, he seems a little sketchy when he's like, so, uh, the rest of the Clone Force 99 went rogue. What happened there? Like, what's that about? And why are you still here? And he's like, "Uh, I mean, no. Are you surprised? Why would you be surprised by that? And Riggs have gone AWOL too. And he's like, yeah, so I've heard. So I, to me, it's like the gears are turning already. <clears throat> like this wasn't a big decision at the end of this episode for him to go AWOL. He was already like trying to work it out. Like how would I do? Yeah, sure. How would I go about this? But first I want to ask somebody who knows personally people who have done it. Like maybe get some, get some intel about what's going on there and mm-hmm. why. 
But this scene was <laughs> freaking good to me. I just... And then as they're walking to the ship, they're walk, walking past those giant statues of clones. Yeah, the, those are cool on statues. On the ends of the monument. <sighs> Come on, man. It's good. Damn, it's good. So back on Desix, Governor Ames uh, starts pontificating, <laughs> basically, to, uh, what's his name, Groton, about what the deal is. And she takes off her helmet when she says this stuff. Dooku was right in the end. He knew the Republic was corrupt, that it would collapse and become something worse. He saw it coming, the Galactic Empire. Which he did. Which he did. I mean, obviously, he knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. But this is so weird because last, or the episode before this, we had the guy on Sereno talking about Dooku, piece of trash, mm-hmm. robbed his own people, don't assume that everybody on this planet is a separatist just because Dooku was in charge of me. No, I want nothing to do with him. He's garbage. And this lady is like, Duke, who's a hero. Mm-hmm. He knew exactly what was up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They are really, oh my God. This st- okay. The stuff they're doing on this show is really, we've all, there's all, there's the, bi- you know, there's the whole binary of Star Wars, obviously. And what did you say before? The, um, um, duality. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is just also very, um, everything depends on your own point of view. Yeah. Your focus determines your reality. Right. It's so all of that. And just literally right on the heels of having seen what a garbage can Dooku was and all the stuff he stole and how he didn't care about his own people on his own planet. And then this lady's out here like basically saying he's my hero. So interesting. It is. On a kid's show. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, quote unquote, kid's show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Both separatist planets with different points of view. Um, and it's really, in this episode, Dooku was right. Dooku's great. And it's, mirror, it's kind of mirroring the differences between Cody and Crosshair, too. The duality of the two of them together. <clears throat> the choices they're going to make. Anyway, she's done. She sees right through this Imperial plan and shoots down the transporter, the transport with uh, yeah. coding crosshair on it and a bunch of clones and a bunch of clones just, you know, they don't make it because she really, really shoots it down. <laughs> this, this true is <laughs> gone. not messing around. Um, then we get into the action portion of the program, which is just mwah, mwah, mwah. It's so good. The part where Crosshair sharpshoots down the barrel of the tank because he knows, like... That is pretty crazy. The weak part... What did he say? Something like, the weakest part of these machines are the um, droids that operate them. Yeah. So he kind of knows if I take out this machine, you know, they're not going to know what to do with themselves because they're just droids. Right. Um, And I wrote down a full-on... Uh, Clone Wars episode, but with roles reversed. The droid army is protecting the planet from the Imperial takeover. Yep. All the battle droids. All caps. Not all of them, though. I'm just saying. So many battle droids. Yeah, yeah. A tactical droid. Droidicas. Commando battle droids. Uh, interestingly enough, no super battle droids, though. 
Oh, true. Mm. True. But I really like the... Um, they almost... <laughs> I, I always call them zombie battle droids because they kind of seem like... Oh, zombie. yeah, they're weird. Yeah. They're very, very aggressive. The commando ones? Yeah. Yeah, they're cool. Doing hand-to-hand combat with the yeah. clones. Cool stuff. And I wrote down heaven. Heaven for Clone Wars fans. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I need to have a drink of tea. And possibly another cough drop. Okay, come on. I need... Let's go. I'm sorry. My throat hurts. I'm doing a lot of talking and you're not. It's hard on my throat. <clears throat> Still recovering. Um, okay. There's a little pause in the action where Cody sees a mom and a child. And he, like, reassures them, it's okay. We're here to help. And this is what I was talking about earlier. You know, they, they don't, he doesn't have his traditional colors on his uh, suit of armor anymore. Like, we saw him have all through the Clone Wars and, and the prequels and everything. How he had that orange, yellowish orange color to his uniform. Yeah. At this particular moment, when he says, it's okay, we're here to help. The lighting, and it makes sense because there's all this red, dusty, whatever in the air. The lighting, there's like light on his I see, it's armor. orange. It's friggin' orange. It's yeah. like a yellowish, orangish color. That's cool. I never noticed that. Oh, I have a picture. I, oh, okay. just, I actually meant to send it to you so you don't think I'm nuts. Well, no, the whole planet. I'm sure he looks orange the whole time, doesn't he? No. Oh, it's okay. basically just at that moment when he says, don't worry, we're here to help. Okay. Look. These people are geniuses. Mm, These people in this lighting. look very orange to me. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, it's a bad. It's my TV. Trust me, on the TV, it looked better. Oh, okay. Yeah, true. It looked okay. better. But yeah, it's dope. The people in this Joel Aaron's department, again, the lighting, insane. Insane. They're using it to tell the story. Like, it's a whole other level of storytelling. Yeah. Crazy. True. Um, so, yeah, this action sequence, top notch, as good, if not better, than a lot of Clone Wars episodes, if you ask me. Yeah, seriously. Next level of stuff. Cody and Crosshair are working together to defeat the commando droids using the little... I love when he uses the mirror pucks. The mirror pucks are the best. Yeah, they're dope. <laughs> they are dope. That's so good. Because he's like, what do you need me to do? And he's like, just get me, clo- just get me just close to the things. tactical droid. Yeah. Get me within, you know... I don't even need much. Just help me out just a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> and sure enough, like, they succeed. But, um, so they make it to, this whole time they're going up this tower, because the governor has, the other governor held prisoner at the top of this tower. Yeah. Um, so, there's this whole exchange between Cody and Tawny Ames that I wrote down, because it's so good. But Cody says, the Empire seeks to establish peace and order throughout the galaxy. And now is when we, like, get some name drops, which are fun. Tawny Ames says, peace. There was a time I believed in that so much so that my colleague Mina Bonteri and I that? put forth a treaty with separatists and republic senators alike to end the war. Who is that? She was Padme's mentor in the Senate before oh. the Clone Wars. 
But oh, cool. then when the Separatists broke away, she went, she took her planet to the Separatist side. Oh, cool. Okay. And there's, <clears throat> she's in a few episodes. And the one that I remember the most is the one where Padme and Ahsoka go to her planet. I can't remember the name of it. Um, and that's where Lux Bonteri is. That's where Lux and like Ahsoka are like flirting a little bit. Everybody <laughs> thought they were going to be like love interests or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so Padme and Mina make this agreement that they're just, they need to stop this war. It's not good for anyone. And this is like a little secret meeting that they have. And they both take, um, proposals back to their senates to stop the war. Hmm. And, um, obviously Palpatine was like, that's not happening. So, um. And Dooku basically was like, yeah, that's not happening. So they they do something, like, they cause, there's, like, a, almost like a terrorist bombing or something on Coruscant, I think. And some people die, and they blame it on the Separatists, even though it was actually, like, Dooku and Palpatine, like, pulling the strings some more. Um, but that, in turn, like, gives the Senate they're scared now so they're like well we can't stop the war they're just gonna kill a bunch of us if we do so right and there's something about the banks i don't even remember but <laughs> okay yeah the money oh no no i remember it was like they need more money to make more clones that's what it was because they're going bankrupt okay so again it's like all tied in with the clones being created and then they need more soldiers blah 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 okay um anyway that was mina bonteri hmm so not only is this woman like a Dooku stan, but she was actually working with Mina Bonteri on this peace plan somehow. Um, so she said, I put forth a treaty with separatists and Republic senators alike to end the war. Your Supreme Chancellor rejected it. I realized then peace was never an option. Cody takes off his helmet, drops his blaster, and says, it's an option now. Dude. Mm. Dude. Messed up. But he... <laughs> Uh, I'm sad. It's an option now. Listen, we both lived through one war. Let's not start another. Too many people have died already. We can resolve this without more bloodshed. Please do this for your people. And I have in all caps, negotiation skills. That's true. A credit to Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's fair. Because this was his dude. This was his right-hand clone guy. Yeah. And he thinks he killed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now he's out here being a negotiator, which is what Obi-Wan was known for. It's good stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's too much. It works. Yeah. This lady lets Groton go. Messed up. He actually talked her into it. Mm-hmm. And the second she lets Groton go, he orders Cody to kill her. I hate this guy. This guy's trash. Yeah. And um, he doesn't do it. He's like, I just promised her that we were going to try to come to an agreement. And he's like, well, good for you. I never said that. And I'm in command. So kill her. Yeah. And he's yelling at him because he's not following orders. And then who does the deed? But, uh, oh, she says so much for peace. And then she gone. Crosshair. Yeah. Shoots her down like a dog. Yikes. Yikes. Ooh, we need to discuss redemption for this man. <laughs> yeah. 
I still think they're going to do it. Hmm. I think I still think there's no way they're building empathy for him throughout this entire episode. Don't you feel bad for him? He got left for 32 days. He got abandoned by his friends. He doesn't. He can't even get a meal, a peaceful meal. Hmm. <laughs> it's tough on him. Do you think they're still going to redeem him? Yeah. Yeah. You you have no you have no doubts. No. Me neither. Yeah. You would be surprised, though. I've heard so much chatter. People don't think so. Either they don't think so, or they don't want it. Okay. That's fair. And to them, I say, um, do you have a heart? <laughs> <laughs> and if you do, why on earth? Like, you're watching Star Wars. It's all about that. Like, you know. I don't know. He needs to be with his family, and his family is a bad batch, and the other clones. So, mm-hmm. yes, he's doing very bad things, and he's doing them as we know of his own free will. But so did Callus. That's true. And he got to go live with his boyfriend <laughs> on a planet that he thought he cre- he actually committed genocide on. Mm-hmm. I mean, hmm. So Groton, because he's not awful enough, says put her body in the square and let it be a warning to the rest of them, which is very Andor. True. Um, then the score takes over, in my opinion, after that. It's very synthy. I think there's strings. This is your department. I wish you <laughs> had the time to review this. Absolutely not. <laughs> for me. But did you not notice? No did you not? Oh, excuse me. Jeez. Oh. I'll get rid of that. Jeez, come. Sorry, I'm not here right now. <laughs> we keep going. <laughs> did you not, did it not remind you of the music from the last couple of episodes of The Clone Wars? Uh, yeah, that's true. It is similar to that. It's like when, um, it's from Shattered and Victory and Death. When we see Order 66 and Ahsoka's on the, the, um big starship with rex i actually went back just to make sure i wasn't crazy to make sure the music it's not exactly the same but it is very similar in like um orchestration and uh just the tone of it is is very similar so and during this part in this episode of the bad batch there's really no dialogue um during this part where the music is just playing and it's very upsetting because we just saw cody do such a wonderful job negotiating and she dies anyway and then you know he's leaving the planet and as he's leaving he's just watching all these troopers arrive they're not clones they're troopers and he's just kind of they're threatening civilians and it's terrible and so you see it in you see it in you know his facial expression He's absolutely knows he's about to have to uh, go AWOL and defect and that this is all BS and everything he's been doing is BS and none of it was real. And at some point, hopefully he's going to find out that what he did during Order 66 was not his fault. Yeah. Because I'm going to cry if he dies knowing thinking <laughs> that he killed. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry if he dies thinking he killed Obi-Wan. Right. 
So the last, um, or the second to the last scene, they're back on Coruscant. They're back in front of that battle monument. So like you said, it's ABA. It's yeah. very um, bookended with these scenes in front of the monument and the scenes in Rampart's office. Um, Cody, again, facing the monument. Crosshair, again, facing away from the monument. Cody says, tell me something, Crosshair. And also, D. Bradley Baker in this episode? My God. Yeah. The acting. Yeah. The acting, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Cody. His the Where he pauses and he just... Ugh, it made me want to cry. Tell me something, Crosshair. This new empire, are we making the galaxy better? And Crosshair, who again is facing away from the monument, says, we're, shul- we're, we're shoulders. We're soldiers. We do what needs to be done. And Cody responds, you know what makes us different than battle droids? We make our own decisions, our own choices, and we have to live with them too. And he walks away, leaving Crosshair alone again. Um, And then we don't see Cody anymore, and we find out from Rampart that he has, indeed, gone AWOL. Yeah. Round of applause. So happy that he did that. So, um... I kind of feel like, yes, we're talking about Crosshair being the solitary clone, but also it's Cody because he is uh-huh. really done. He's done with the programming. He's done with the Empire. He makes his choice to leave. And um, obviously Crosshair does not. He stays. And we see him again alone in his bunk, not sleeping as his, as his alarm goes off. That's always like that, that kind of... I felt that. Yeah. He's been laying there all night oh. thinking about what happened on Desix. Um, and he's just staring at his helmet again, eating alone again. And one more time, Rampart interrupts his meal, calls him to his office. Um, somebody said, like, this lady who's doing the announcements uh-huh. really hates her life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I really like her. <laughs> and I know that voice actress, too. She does a lot of... Uh, Bad Batch stuff. Um, he says, you did such a great job on Dessex. We're going to reassign you with another mission. Um, so report to whatever guy. And he's like, why not Commander Cody? And Rampart's like, a who now? Who? What? Oh, yeah, you guys and your cute little nicknames. Um, I don't know who you're talking about. And he says, and he scoffs, CC2224. Um, and he tells him that Cody is AWOL and then says, funny, isn't it? How these clones around you keep disappearing. Mm. It basically ends with, uh, crosshair puts his helmet back on, walks out the door, walks down the corridor and that's the end. Yeah. Um, but my question is, yes, they're disappearing. Okay. Like we already kind of discussed it. Like, where are they going? Are they getting? Are they are they purposely sending them to sending them into situations they know are just going to get them killed? Because maybe, yeah, um, I believe it. They don't care. But also, um, the this is kind of like a side question, maybe, because the the implication is that they don't want the clones anymore. At least Rampart doesn't. He wants conscription. He wants volunteers instead. But 
they have to realize that the clones are a security liability, right? Mm-hmm. They've got all these clones going AWOL. They know a lot about the military and how it operates. So, wouldn't it, I mean, wouldn't it behoove them to, instead of letting them just keep disappearing, take care of them? Get rid of them. Purposefully. Is right? that a question? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was a figurative question. Um, a rhetorical question. Um, yeah, I guess, but they're, they might still be like planning on how to do it. I guess. I mean, maybe this is just like a faction of the Empire that doesn't want any more clones. Yeah. Maybe it's like a discussion, kind of like Kylo and, and Hux have in the sequel trilogy. Like, maybe clone soldiers would be better than kidnapped children. <laughs> right. And, you know, Kylo's like, are you questioning the Supreme Leader? Yeah. And his <laughs> tactics? But, you know, we we find out later that that's Palpatine too, though. So it's kind of like, yeah. is he just trying everything just to see? He's still trying to work out what's better, clones <laughs> or kidnapped people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This goes on for decades, apparently. Okay, so I, I think I'm going to reiterate again. That's where this is headed. They're going to realize we can't have these guys going AWOL. They know too much. Yeah. We need to do something about it sooner rather than later. And then, but the other weird thing is they're still trying to get, they were trying to get Omega last season. Mm-hmm. Kidnap her for her DNA. Mm-hmm. But for what then? Like, I don't I, know. I'm very confused. Yeah, I'm not sure, honestly. Unless it goes back to her being clone, clone sensitive. Force sensitive. We'll be right. I mean, that's, I think that's probably it. I mean. And Palpatine is like, we need to build me a force sensitive. Clone. Clone. Yeah. Oh, it's weird. This is a weird story. <laughs> I wonder if like. Trying to make the sequel trilogy work is costing so much brain power. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if like, if he wanted there to be a force sensitive clone as like a backup. Like a Padawan or something. Yeah. Because then they go, they go after Grogu for the same reason. Right. Later. Right. Like, this is obviously much earlier than that, but... Bizarre. Bizarre. Yeah. Um, okay, so I wrote, Can we assume at this point that the chips do wear off and all the clones that stay with the Empire are doing so of their own decision? I think we can make that assumption at this point. We've seen this story happen twice now. Two, two storylines in a row. First with Wilco, now with Cody. The the chip is not going to last, is not lasting. Like, I don't know if it was supposed to, but it's certainly not at yeah. this point. So all of these other clones that we see in the mess hall are choosing to stay. Also very sad. Because they don't know what else to do. What are they going to do? They're going to end up like that guy in Obi-Wan Kenobi sitting on the street. Right. They've only known one thing, and that's to be a soldier. And they keep reiterating that over and over again. Mm. So True. This is a very sad story. It is. It's good, though. Do you think... Do you think uh, George intended on telling... Like, going this deep with the clones? Honestly, I think he did. You think so? Because I think he's 
I mean, he all he's about is world building. That's like character development. And that's literally all he is, honestly. Did you, But did you really think it was going to go this far? I mean, he Ends wrote Commander Cody to... into existence, so he was clearly interested in, like, there being clones with, like, personality and, like, yeah. names and relationships. So Dang. Just saying. I mean, he probably didn't think about... he. I mean, he probably did think about... I mean, dude, like, the man... The man literally, number one, came up with Stormtroopers, and number two, came up with the good guys who became the Stormtroopers, so... But they didn't, though. That's what's interesting. Like, back in the day, we did think... Like, when when the prequels first came out, I know you were too young to remember, but when they first came out, and we, you know, got the story of Jango Fett, Boba Fett, the clones... We were all working under the assumption, oh, yeah, this is how, this is, I guess, how the stormtroopers happened. But then, like, the Clone Wars came out, and then it's like, but wait, they all look the same. They all sound the same. They're yeah. all the same height. They're they're literally copies. Well, they literally, I think they and literally wrote that. that's not what happens in the OT. I think they're trying to figure out how to, like, fix that plot hole or something. You think? Maybe. They're just going to break our hearts just to fix a plot hole. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> I mean, it is a plot hole. It is Dave Filoni, after all. He does enjoy stabbing us in the heart repeatedly. That's true. That's true. Dang. Oh, my back hurts. That's a that's an interesting question, though. I would I would actually like to know, did George have any intention of it going this far? I mean, didn't he write the Clone Wars with... He did. I mean, well, dude, yeah, please... Like, he clearly did. Clearly, I mean, maybe not originally, but he eventually did. Either he did, or Filoni just came to the foregone conclusion, like, we're going to have to tell this story. Yeah. And what better way to do it than with the Bad Batch? Because he loves them, obviously, and they never got to, you know, address... Who does? Filoni. Oh, yeah. Doesn't George Lucas also like the Bad Batch? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They were going to do a whole, you know, storyline. That's cool. But man, this is just the saddest thing ever. Indeed. Um, Because, like, again, these guys don't know that they were under mind control. They just think. Like, think about that for a second. And it's so, uh, the fact that. I, I, yeah, I think Jennifer, about it. <laughs> um, it's the whole deal. Jennifer. Oh, God, what's her last name? Jennifer. Corbett. Corbett. Being, having the military background that she has. Running this show. She knows. She knows. She knows what's what up. What it's like. I wonder if there's going to be a Full Metal Jacket scene. Oh my god. <laughs> Just kidding. Any of the scenes in that movie. No, yeah. like literally none of them. Yeah, it's all bad. But I mean, we've Someone's already... helmet says, uh, Born to Kill or something like that. So, honestly, that movie's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> like it's it, understand you got you understand the theme like uh, okay, but honestly the way that it's delivered is so like it's so not artistic if you know what I mean it is artistic but it's not artistic it's very blunt there's no yeah it's nuance. like blunt yeah 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 no nuance whatsoever it's kind of the only one that's like that really you know what though you know what just came up. On, um, I saw like a clip on my Twitter timeline about Paths of Glory, which is another Kubrick. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that war film. Neither have I. 
We are black and white. The worst. Yeah, everyone talks about it. The worst. Yeah. We're gonna make an appointment with each other. <laughs> okay. Probably over the summer. Yeah. We're gonna sit down and we're gonna watch that dang movie. I also have not seen Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, well. I need to see it. You know my feelings on that film. I need to see it. Uh, you probably do need to see it, but that is not going to be one that I watch with my son. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be gross. Not as cool. Honestly, I don't really want to watch okay. any of them. But not okay. Yeah. But Paths of Glory, we really, really need to watch that. Okay. Because I just feel like the biggest poser in the world saying... <laughs> Stanley Kubrick's my favorite. 2001's my favorite. And yeah, that's probably one of his more important films. And haven't seen it yet. Anyway. Um, I just continue to be pl- not even surprised. Like, at this point, I expect, I expect this level of greatness yeah. from this show. Episode four, though, full disclosure, episode four has already aired. I have seen it. Have you? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot less to dig into in that episode. Uh, yeah. It's not of the level, which is fine. Totally yeah. fine. Yeah, it cool. rises to heights in another way. It was entertaining. Very entertaining. The sound design is mm-hmm. crazy good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a, a tech-focused episode which we need quite frankly this is true we need more tech and we've been told we're getting more tech we're getting more echo great not gonna complain ever it's super fun i'm about to hit you with a crazy idea what's that i think tech might be gay you think i get the vibe the hmm. gaydar goes off i can i can i can yeah i can roll 100 100 i'm sold there's no way if they even will I don't even. I'm not gonna get into it because. Um, why don't tangent. you Why don't you write a dissertation? On why he's gay. Watch, because <laughs> you know what? I am gonna start watching the other the season one episodes. I have to because I've already forgotten so much. Yeah, it's just the vibe, bro. And, it's just the vibe. And apparently, I was not making my notes on, um, Google Docs at that point. I don't know where any of my notes are. I think they're downstairs. I looked, though, and I don't know where they are. There'd be a stack of, pretty good stack of papers. Like, you know what I mean? Because I was going to go back and at least read my notes. Mm. And I can't find them. Lord knows I'm not going to re-listen to our episodes. They're like 20 hours long yeah. for a 22-minute episode. So <laughs> it'd be much easier if I just watched the show again. It would, yeah. Um, so I am going to do that. I promise. I really, really am. Um, but, yeah, the Solitary Clone, I can't give it an A+, plus because I'm mad about the memorial um, mm. writing not being being nonsense. Until they address why, it's going to have to be an A. <laughs> okay. 98%, two points off for the... For the memorial debacle. I'd also give it that. Ninety-eight percent. Yeah, it's accurate. <laughs> that, I, that that checks out. Ninety-eight point five. I'm not gonna be able to hear you. Would you sit? Oh, sorry. <laughs> God, he's falling asleep on me <gasps> again. You know what? If people knew, and if you knew how late I've been staying up, 
Let me just tell you. Yeah, but... And I already gave it, like, a 98 as well. I so. asked you to get some sleep last night because I knew you were going to be tired. Uh, it's as if you think it's my choice. It is your choice. It's totally not my... Not, not at the moment. Maybe it will be my choice, like, after a oh. week from now. A week from now, it will be different, but, a- like, SRT capstone update. Orchestration is done. Yeah, dude. And I can say... I'm going I, crazy I'm over here. <laughs> be, I'm trying to be objective. I'm, I'm trying to not be your mom. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're literally the only person, I think, who's heard it. I'm trying to be judgy as I possibly can. And it is hard to tell. Like, it's still computerized. Like... Yeah. It's going to sound completely different with live musicians. Yeah. But I've imagined, like, as I write it, it's like, it's dangerous to listen to it. Because it's like, that's not what it's going to sound like, you know? It's also dangerous because... The way that I use MuseScore, which is like this free, it's kind of looked down upon, I think, by the composition community as like the software that's like baby level kind of. It's like it's not like Finale or Sibelius or anything that you have to pay for. The MuseScore is free and it's faster. But anyway. And um, they just did a bunch of upgrades, you said. Yeah, but, you know, I actually tried them out. I don't like it. Oh, no. So I didn't update. I haven't updated it. Because oh. I like the the the. It's on MuseScore 4 right now. MuseScore 3, in my opinion, is so much better interface, much better speed. Like, because I'm, I'm, like, what I do, I need speed. Like, speed, you know. There's no way I could have written this piece. There's no way if I tried to do it on Finale. You know what I mean? Because, like, at Finale, like, there's, there's not really speed to it. Like, you have to, like, everything is architecture. Like, you have to, like, put it together. MuseScore, it's, like, it's already put together. You just put the, the notes and it's, like, whatever. Okay. But anyway, anyway. What was I saying? By the way, we're talking. Uh, he's talking about his Battle of Hoth. Yeah. Re- literally rewriting. I mean, we've talked about it. They the know J-Dubs. if they've been yeah, listening but to it. If people don't listen, like to the very end, which is usually when we talk about it. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I don't remember what I was saying. Um, but no, nah, it's yeah, it's like technically done. It's not as much as I wanted to get at this point, but um, I've literally been pushing myself to like the absolute limit. Of my capabilities. Literally falling asleep at my desk. Sometimes. Um, literally falling asleep in rehearsal. I fell, I fell asleep for like a two second moment. In rehearsal yesterday. Dude, come on. That's dumb. You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> Knock it off. You know I talked to Dr. Uh, I talked to the. Um, I mean, I mean I'm in an ensemble. And I play timpani. So it's like. I definitely can't <laughs> get caught sleeping. But I did go up to her, my director, one time, and I was like, hey, I just wanted you to know that I'm doing this project. And she's like, yeah, I know. I've heard about it. Like, it must be a lot of work. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Um, and I warned her. It's just like, if I'm not on my A game right now, just I just want you to know, like, that's why. It's not because I'm not practicing. It's because – well, it's not because – it's because I'm not practicing. <laughs> But I'm not practicing because of this. Like, it's literally, I'm not doing anything else. That was funny. There was a, dude, there are a few nights I, like, try to go to bed, and I literally could not sleep because the music was running through my head because of how much I've listened to it. Like, I know everything by heart, like, every measure. Like, I know every note. You know what I mean? It's like, that's that's a real piece of music. That's when you turn on your BTS nighttime mix that puts you to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Let no, that's why I turn, dude. Let Jungkook sing you off to Dreamland. Single-handedly, the one thing I'm not even, I'm not even embarrassed. Okay, single-handedly, the one thing that has gotten me through this entire project, everything, is Markiplier. 
Who? Markiplier is a YouTuber. Oh. He does like games. <laughs> I was like, he what? does like he does like he does he plays games and like you follow. Oh, just watch like the we... guy that my tattoo artist was watching. What was he watching? To... Mark? <laughs> yes, dude, I understand. I understand. He's because... giving me a tattoo, dude. Dude, and I he, understand. And he literally said to me, "Don't worry, I'm not watching the YouTube." How do you video. know it was Markiplier though? I'm sure it was. Was there a face? Yes. The top left. I'm sure it was. Dude. He's like, this is just what relaxes me. And he put in his, he put on his headphones and he starts carving into my body. Yo, I get it. he's got a YouTube video on. Dude. Not going to lie. It made me a little nervous. There's a reason the dude has millions of dollars. <laughs> there's a reason the dude has millions of dollars. Like right. it's, it, it's like genuinely you can put it on. It's a two hour long video and he's just like playing games and he's hilarious. I think he's like super funny, but it's, but he's funny. But at the same time, oh. you can drown it out. At the same time, it's perfect. Like, it's literally the perfect the tattoo background artist giggled a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. He like, started funny. laughing while he's, he's tattooing my body. That is so cool. I did not realize that. Anyway, yeah. like, mm -hmm. that is single-handedly the reason for me getting through this. Well, like, actually. Send him a gift. Uh, edible dude, arrangement or dude, something. I, I honestly, well, I, I might do something, like, comment something and just be like, dude, I... <laughs> you have no idea like what you're doing but like yeah like i don't know it's been a crazy right. it's been a crazy past i think three weeks the the bottom line is it's getting done i started it okay it's getting done and i started it actually i think it's pretty good good i think it's pretty good i love the moments in the in the score that you wrote i love the moments where the character motifs break through <sighs> See that—that's good. Because I like it's that. So J Dubs. It's clean. It's very clean. It's clean. It's also like I didn't want there to be. There are specific moments where you get the theme, and, and then there are specific moments. Uh, there, there are so many moments. Understand, he wrote his own motifs. He's not using J Dubs. Yes, motifs. there are so many moments, and they're pretty decent. The whole thing, literally the whole thing. I take this from my boy Beethoven because I've studied a lot of Beethoven, and like I think I've kind of like ingrained a little bit of what he did. With his music because what he would do is he would write themes right but themes are made of motives mm -hmm. a motif or motive is kind of like the smallest unit of like complete music you can that's basically the idea like like kylo ren's I was just theme say, is technically a motif because it's like it's three motifs just strung together it's not really a theme yeah and he was a genius for doing that yeah 100 percent but that is what I did. Like, oh, so originally I did write a Luke theme. I did write an Empire theme. I did write a Leia theme, but I never actually used the whole theme. I only am taking like yeah. fragments you just from tap it. Them but then I'm, I'm tapping them occasionally, obviously. But I'm also constantly tapping them subliminally. Mm -hmm. So it's like like Luke's theme is very recognizable because it's the only one that starts with the fifth. Leia's theme starts with the fourth. The Imperial thing starts with a minor second and a minor third. So, like, they all have different content harmonically. But the thing about Luke's thing that's really cool is that it, it, it has a minor seven and a major seven mm -hmm. as, like, the main bulk of it. Like, the most recognizable thing. So, it's got that weird, like, modal shift quality to it. Did you do that on purpose because you knew it would be easy to mold? No. I did it on purpose because it's so easy to create tension with it. Like, oh, you okay. can, like, because this whole thing is tense. Like, you're never, yeah. or heroic. It's just It the works both scene. ways. Yeah. Because the fifth is heroic, the seventh is can be really tense if you're like cycling between 
the major and minor seven, mm -hmm. but then the imperial theme cycles between the major and minor third. So you can kind of like work around like shifting back and forth major and minor to like create like different kind of tones. But then also like you can take the fifth and make it a tritone just by shortening it by a half step, which even increases more of the tension. So it's like taking just that basic mold, and I and I did that for like the bass line. I did that for the the chords and the harmonies, like in the mid range. I did that for like the even the rhythm sometimes and the percussion. Like everything is built on sevenths. It works. And uh, it works. the original Battle of Hoth music is built on ninths. So I was like super conscious of like I don't want to do that because that's gonna make it sound exactly the same. Right. Um, except what's funny is like you know, so there's. Whenever the Walker stuff is happening, I bring back this the music with like these chords that are like stabbing mm -hmm. really fast. That chord is the same chord. I present it completely pretty differently, but that chord is the same chord that J Dubs uses for the scene when the Walker is coming to step on his ship with those huge mm. chords. Uh -huh. I just took that chord because I analyzed it and figured out what it was, and I used that <laughs> for <laughs> literally everything. Like it's 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 a great chord. It's like absolutely perfect. It's like it's like a major. It's a it's a minor triad with a major seven. Which hmm. is just weird, right? Yeah, like that's weird. super weird. But if you invert it and like you change around all the notes, you can make it so that you have like a major third and a minor third separated by a half step. So not only are you getting like the crunch of the half step, but you're getting the weirdness of a major and a minor triad. And that is what inspired the major and minor seven. That's what inspired the major and minor third for the motifs. So like it kind of all comes from literally that chord. Like that's everything comes from that notice how he's wide awake now that we're yeah. talking about his <laughs> yeah. composition dude i mean i gotta wake up i gotta work for like nine hours all right for this but um well it's very exciting I, i'm actually pretty pleased with the music itself i like it and the unknown regions theme oh yeah oh yeah 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 pops up now and again occasionally yeah there's very, there are a few very obvious stealing from yourself like all the greats do <laughs> repurposing I mean, things i mean it's it's so funny though, like it really works as a rebel theme. I didn't I mean, really intend it's that. Kinda, like it's so no, weird. No, I mean it kind of does, but the only reason it kind of does is because it reminds me of the rebel theme that Jakino wrote. Oh. For like in the, not it doesn't really remind me of it, but it's like you know a more serious uh oh. like minor kind of a th yeah. theme that's fair it also it's also it, i think it's also because it reminds me of um the march of the resistance that too um maybe that is what i'm thinking of yeah, I, think that's what, of I think that's what you're thinking of because it's super wrong. like it's not jacchino i actually remember like when i was trying to write the other regions theme originally I had a really hard time with it because like i all i wanted to do was like write something that sounded like march of the resistance but it wasn't like like, it wasn't sinister, you know? Like because it you were evil. writing it for our Lord and Savior. Yeah. Captain Kennedy. Captain Kennedy. <laughs> I, yeah, like... It's <laughs> the funniest story. It is I so will dumb. never stop telling that story. <laughs> it's, it's such a dumb so story. so hilarious. Thanks yeah. again, Jason and Gabe. Seriously, dude. Uh, they don't even realize. All from, all from Blast Points. It all goes back to Blast Points. It's pretty cool. This entire, entire podcast, even yeah. the theme music. Yeah, it's pretty because awesome. Because of Jason and Gabe. That's true. That's pretty weird. Yeah, we need. I've told him that many times, but oh, yeah. I don't really think he appreciates. No, no, you don't understand. He does really. not understand. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like it's pretty cool. It's his birthday today, actually. Oh, cool. Jason Gibbard. Nice. Yeah, but rehearsals are announced. 
it's official. Yeah, like yeah, these rehearsals cool. are happening. It's like in two weeks though. Why do I keep getting this phone call? Um. Well, anyway, we need to wrap it up. Is there anything else? Oh, the only one le- last thing I wanted to say. I want you to be proud of me. I have been successfully running two Twitter accounts simultaneously, and the other one is for this podcast. Oh. And I have not yet accidentally tweeted anything about BTS <laughs> or anything else. Did you recently make it? Well, I, no, I've had the account for a long time. Oh, as you I started just, like I using just, it? Remember last time we were podcasting? I'm like, I don't understand how to run two accounts. I don't understand how these people do it. Huh. And I was like, can I just have two apps? And you're like, no, mom, duh, you cannot have two apps. Yeah. <laughs> so I have actually been actively doing it. I've begged people to follow it, and some people, some of our best best cool. buddies, have followed me. I'm I'm using it. I'm tweeting with it. Sweet. Very and I good. haven't even liked a BTS post from that account yet. Okay. Very good. I'm doing well. So Very yeah, good. if you would like to reach out to us, you can do so. At Unknown Reach Pod on Twitter, which I now am actually looking at quite nice. a bit. Or my personal handle is at Frey Adjacent. Colin is on Instagram. Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. We can stop there. And you have, an, you have a poet account, but yeah, I can't. That one is the worst handle it's do- ever. It's dormant. It's dormant. It's dormant and. Um, the at is really really long and annoying <laughs> yeah i'm too tired <laughs> but if you go if you go on his instagram i'm sure you're friends with your other account right yeah you really want to read the poetry yeah you'll find it and i did post the lotus poem oh cool but that had to do with andor yeah which we still have not covered the um finale by the way just putting that out there <laughs> still haven't done the finale <laughs> I'm oh, going dude. to, you know what though? The reason we haven't is because I absolutely require your input on that. Well, I know. It's not just going to be me like today sitting and just talking my ass off. And dude, we got to wait. We got to wait. Fine. We must wait. We can't wait that long because then people won't be able to find it. If they're watching Andor 10 years from now. <laughs> um, okay. And oh, one last little bit of business. I am following. Finally, finally, going to get to join my friend, Marie oh. Claire Gould, yeah, on her that. podcast, What the Force. We are recording today. We are going to be talking about the Bad Batch also. Woo. I cannot possibly be more excited. I really hope my laptop doesn't break. That's it's really cool. acting up earlier today. That's going to be exciting. So look for that. Yeah, for sure. Otherwise. Exciting. Hey, Colin. Yo. See you around, kid. Peace. Thank you for listening to Unknown Regions Podcast. The introductory theme for Unknown Regions Podcast was composed by Colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra. This recording and composition is the intellectual property of Colin Whitlick, but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regions Podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.